Hello, everybody. Episode 99, and it is wonderful to be here tonight. Where else would I be? I don't know, but it's still good to be here. It's Wednesday, February 10th. If you're going to make fun of the beard, yes, it got a little dark today. I got in a fight with a can of shoe polish. Listen, I've told you I dye my beard, and it's not here and here. It's right here. It just gets too gray and i want the whole thing to be gray i'm struggling folks i'm not that prima donna and will make fun of me today at work and he's like dude we're on the phone this morning first of all he called me at like 6 15 i have a routine okay i don't answer the phone for anyone at 6 15 i'm either working out or getting ready with the kids or i'm dying my beard and in this case i wasn't dying my beard but when i got done working out i took a shower i got out of the shower and i got on the phone with will because when i'm in the shower i always want to be on the phone with will don't judge. So anyway, I call Will and I'm like, dude, what'd you want? You called me earlier, bro. I just want to talk to you about something that really doesn't mean anything, but I felt the need to like be, get attention. So I figured I would call you. And that's pretty much every conversation with Will. And I'm like, dude, hold on. I got to blow dry my beard. And then I stopped and I said, Hey, I completely understand what that sounds like. And the way guys talk, I'm not going to say the locker room talk of what we said, but we used a a term that you can't use anymore to describe something dumb because everything's wrong. And that's the point of this whole conversation tonight is cancel culture, which is going to be great to talk about. But anyway, I said, dude, I totally means this. I'm, I'm this way, but I'm blow drying my beard because if I don't, it looks like I have a joke. It's bad. Like 1970s, man, like, like, like dad who's been divorced size and it just poof. It's bad. It's really bad. I look like Bob Ross, but without the painting or skill. I'm just going to put a little tree over here. Yeah, yeah, just a little baby tree. Just little brushes. That's right, brushes. Little happy accident. So he made fun of me for blow-drying my beard. He didn't say anything about me dyeing my beard. That's okay. Anyway, I just figured I'd tell you that. Did I really say Jew? I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm probably going to get canceled. Luckily, I don't care because I'm too callow and weak-willed. Folks, this is episode 99. We're one away from 100. Let's hope we make it to 100 after tonight's topic because I'm a little concerned about it, but we're not going to waste much more time. We're going to get into this right now. And I just want to tell you something that happened. Usually I tell you a joke here and I already maybe got you smiling a little bit, but what happened was I was in line and I stopped by the grocery store. I need to get a bottle of water. I had one at the restaurant we went to, but I downed it and I hadn't had my water intake. So I went stop by the grocery store. Gas station wasn't on the way. It's the first thing I saw. And I went in and I immediately changed after work. I put on my avalanche hat and I put on my 13 stars and I just got comfortable because I don't like going into places where I work because ultimately I don't want to get someone to recognize me and then associate it with my work, even though sometimes I wear the Valor hat and stuff, but I just, I'm weird about it in public. I don't want to be approached in public. So, and that goes back to Apple. I'd wear Apple stuff and people like, excuse me, sir, I bought a Mac in 1962 and I have a question for you. No, I, I just don't wear my work stuff. Anywho, so I'm in line and she sees 13 stars and she's like, oh my gosh, you're wearing 13 stars. And I said, yes, I am. And she goes, you're not supposed to wear the 13 stars. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, just, I swear to God, I left my gun in the car and I'm like, oh, why is that? And she goes, well, it's wrong. And, you know, especially today with immigration and what the founding fathers thought and, and bringing people and bringing the huddled masses and allowing everyone to come into our country. It's important. And that, that, that signifies slavery. And it's, and I'm just listening to her and I'm just like literally just going, gosh, you know, 
this you're just really barking up the wrong tree. You have no idea what you're walking into. And I'm just like, oh, dive, dive, you know, sound the master alarm. She's walking into a minefield and she goes, well, okay, you know, I could be wrong. You're just wearing a shirt. You're obviously military. And I'm like, God, why don't you say I'm obviously white and I'm obviously, you know, married and I'm a dad. Jeez, what, what else can you say to me? No, I'm Norwegian. How do you think I am? And I'm not white. I'm just extremely light skinned. Of course, yeah, I'm white. And yeah, I'm a dad. And yeah, I'm military. Thanks a lot, lady. Are you a lesbian activist? Well, she, I don't know if she was a lesbian, but she was an activist. But see the stereotypes? See how wrong it is? Another reason you can cancel me right now. There's there's like three. And I said, are you, are you an activist? Are you, are you a social justice person? And she goes, I don't know about that, but I would consider myself an activist. So she's like, let me ask you a question. I could be wrong. What do you think about immigration? And I simply replied, and I looked at her with all the seriousness in my eyes. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. you like the joke it was actually not a joke it was a story it was a true story her look on her face was okay well maybe i can convince and then boom it hit her right so she was probably like he's on the fence about it all right well i can understand that son of a biz knockers she wasn't happy and i just left and it was so dude i should have had the glasses and the cigarette just completely thug life because i just walked away and it was fantastic and like there was a guy in line behind me who was wearing a mask it almost looked like he was ready to give me a high five if he wasn't afraid of being doxxed and canceled. This is what we're talking about, folks. Matthew Spear, don't unfriend me. It's wonderful to see you. Thanks for being on my show. I hope you are here to have a good time because that's what we like to do. And yes, we talk about politics and all that crazy stuff. And once in a while, I may offend you, but that's okay. That's what this is about. It's okay. It's okay to be offended. You're offended. Now what? Now what do you do? Are you going to spend your life and let me live in your head rent-free like the Democrats do with Donald Trump? Or anyone who says anything that offends them, they allow them to. Why? Why would you give me that power? I'm not worth it. If I'm really that much of a knuckle dragger, why do you empower me? Why do you allow me to occupy and gaslight you? That's not my intent either. My intent is to have some conversation, to get back to being offensive. Do you remember Eddie Murphy Raw? Do you remember how great that was? We'll talk about that in a second. Tonight's show, Cancel Culture. Remember, everything I say uh, should not be used against me in the court of law. This is just a conversation. We're just having some fun. That's what we try to do. If you don't like it and it's not your particular brand of crayon, then turn it off. It's simple. Just off, unfollow, block. Get, Get me out of your life. You don't need the headache. But if you do... Thanks for staying. Remember, you can like, follow, share, subscribe here. Uh, YouTube is one of them right over here. Oh, right over here, right over here. You're going to see that pop up. I'm going to do it on both sides. Why? Because I can. Because editing rocks. Share, follow, like, all that type of stuff. God doesn't kill a puppy. And what are we going to talk about immediately first? Same thing we talk about every night until Facebook stops. Day 98 of the hostage crisis. I still cannot advertise. Unless it's a benign advertisement, like, hi, my name's, my name's Matt, and I have a show, and I was in a particular brand of service for our country, and uh, I want you to come listen to me, and I talk about stiff, but it, it's, it's, yeehaw, 
That's it. That's my ad. I can't put on there anything about uh, Republicrats or Demikins or, you know, same crap, different pile, nothing social. In fact, nothing at all social. But Chick-fil-A can post ads and and Twitter can ban whoever they want, block whoever they want. And they can go ahead and censor speech and, and banish the Hodge twins. 13 stars, Hodge twins. I'm all for you. Double H's. But me, what they're saying is, well, we're in the middle of an election. And we're going to keep banning this until the election's over. I just have an update. The election's over. And it's been over for a long time. 98 days, in fact. Maybe, just maybe, we should allow people to advertise and have freedom of speech. Because that's what's important in America. We don't hold hostage. We don't blackmail. We don't dox. We don't cancel culture. Or do we? And if corporations have this power that are worth billions of dollars and have no oversight from the government, what chance do the little people like us have? Let my people go. Herr Zuckerberg, (sighs) cancel culture. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of tonight has been about cancel culture, and we're going to continue talking about it because here's the thing, doxing, cancel culture, exposing people for being a certain way. It's all censorship. And it's all ways to stop the conversation. You see, here's the thing. People think Democrats are stupid. They're not. Not at all. Republicans aren't stupid. People are good at different things. And the funny thing is, is I've met a lot of Democrats that make sense. In fact, I agree with some of the things they say. I agree with some of the things Republicans say, and I disagree on both sides. But this cancel culture, stopping the conversation because it makes you feel icky or it makes you violate your safe space is is ridiculous. And it's not that they want you to think like them. They just don't want to talk to you. They don't like you. Democrats have done this for a long time. They don't like the flyover states. They don't like religion so much. They don't like hardworking blue-collar people. They want to be artists, and they want to be creative. They want to be actors and poets and Nobel laureates, and that's fine, and you can be that, but there is something about hard work. I will be honest. I have met a lot of people who work incredibly hard. And it comes from both political parties. But when you're talking about blue-collar work, getting your hands blistered, going into coal mines, I got to tell you, there's a certain brand of people who do that work. And it's not people who are wearing skinny jeans and getting mocha-free, upside-down skinny lattes, okay? And it's not my prejudice against them. It's not my stereotype. I've hired and worked with all sorts of people. I worked in companies that hired people who just wore skinny jeans, okay? I get it. But to sit here and throw barbs and snipe from afar and insult a certain group of people simply because they may be considered not as educated as you, so you call them uneducated, is hopelessly arrogant. And honestly, it's downright rude. I know a lot of Southern people. I know a lot of people in Texas and Louisiana and Georgia and everywhere else. And they're not dumb people, but because they have a Southern accent, all of a sudden you believe they are. So I had a conversation one day. And it's with multiple people, actually. It's when I first wanted to start this show. And I got a group of people and I brought them together. And I sent a message to about 16 people. It was the same one. What do you think of the show? What could I do better? Blah, 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 blah. To a person mentors, fellow co-workers said, you're going to get canceled, bro. You can't do this. I'm here to tell you this. Cancel me. I'm like the twisted T guy. Smack me. Smack me. Cancel me. 
right here. Cancel me. Because I would love it. I would love it. And I'm not asking for it. I don't want my social security posted and pictures of my kids and to be threatened, but I get it anyway. I got a call last night at 3.36 on my Don't Unfriend Me hotline where someone said, dead, 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 dead. Yep. It's already happening. And honestly, I don't care. Because the first thing I did after I got that feedback is I didn't go, smack me. I went to my boss and I said, Brian, Adam, bosses guys i've before you hire me and bring me on as a vp you got to understand i have a very controversial show and although i'm not going to say racially insensitive things or homophobic things or islamophobia or transphobic or try to use slurs i promise you on a long enough timeline i'm going to say something that offends a mass of people you know brian said go for it do it i love it i got your back I went to my wife and I asked her the same thing. And I had colleagues on LinkedIn. I've I've got a pretty big following on LinkedIn. People were like, dude, you can't do this. I've had listeners on my advertisements that are like, bro, you're going to get canceled. You know what? I don't care. Do it. Whatever you're going to go ahead and leak about me, trust me, the NSA, the ONI, and the Department of the Navy already know about, and it's an open Freedom of Information Act. You can find out completely anything you want about me. I've done some crappy things in my life. I've said things. I've treated people poorly. I've probably said racial slurs at some point. I've probably made homophobic slurs at some point in my stupid, naive youth. And I'm not going to apologize for it because so did you. You weren't woke. You weren't woke when, when people used to be like, oh, dude, that's gay. You were right there. We grew up together. I know what you did. I know what you, I know who you slept with. I know how many girls you slept with. I know how many girls you took to get abortions because you weren't responsible, didn't wear a jimmy. I know how many times you skipped church. I know how many times you smoked pot. I know how many times you drank liquor without telling your parents or stole from the local pick and save because you didn't have any money. We grew up together, people. And other people grew up with people. And all of us know each other because we all went through the same thing. Nobody's pure. We all have dirt. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't be terrified of this cancel culture. That is why it is so very important to me that I am accurate with what I've done and who I am. That is why I've been so vulnerable with you folks and talked about my addiction and issues and why I left Apple. Because I burn bridges and how I've treated people in the past with arrogance and without humility and kindness and affability and how I'm very braggadocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. This is who I am. And I'm not afraid. And if anybody wants to go ahead and bring a skeleton, bring it. Let's talk about it. I'm not ashamed of it because I'm honest and open with who I am. And until we get there, I'll tell you, there's a freedom. And I know a lot of guys who had security clearances. And during the back conversations at the bar, they would ask you, dude, if I didn't disclose something on my security, am I going to get in trouble? Most assuredly, yeah, man, you are. Because they're going to find out. And it is a weight on you that you can't escape. And I had it when I first went in because I didn't disclose that I smoked weed. With my brother at Def Leppard, Def Leppard concert. I was like 14. I took a hit off of a joint and I didn't put it down. And my recruiter's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. So I didn't. And then man, when I got hooked up to that lie detector machine, and I had to do my SSBI, my background investigation. I just let it spill. 
I smoked marijuana when I was 14 years old. Why'd you lie? Because my recruiter told me to, and I made a horrible choice. Okay. And I just was like, oh, <laughs> thank God. And it was relieving. And, and, and all these other guys who worked Intel who didn't disclose things always had to wear, wear that over their neck and over their head like a cross. So I learned be transparent and be honest. When you fail, fail big. When you make a mistake, own it. But sitting here and hiding our skeletons and being afraid that we're going to get outed, who cares? Because the one thing I've learned about cancel culture is once they're done with you, it just goes away and nobody cares anyway. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Because here's the thing. The people doing the canceling and this woke justice, it's not going after Republicans anymore. They're eating their own. They're eating their own. They're going after J.K. Rowling. They're going after Jimmy Fallon. They went after Ellen DeGeneres. Everyone's getting hit by this. And it's on both sides. It's not just Democrats. So when people come to me and they say, dude, I'm worried about you. Do you know what you're doing to your career? You're never, ever, no one's going to hire you because what you do. I'm telling you, you should hire me because what I do. Because I don't talk like this at work. Not because I'm hiding something. Because it's not the appropriate place or time to talk about stuff like this. Shut up and do your job and represent your company and your brand. Have some decorum. You don't get to tell someone to flip off. You don't get to say, I'm sorry, sir. Can you do me a favor and take your bag, take your purse, go walk to your car and play hide and go you are an employee i don't cuss at work unless it's behind closed doors with people who i know are like-minded i don't make racially insensitive jokes because it's not what i do here or there but if you're going to dox me because i have an opinion or release my child's information that's fine just understand is that if anything happens to my family i'm coming after you and i don't dox Stop threatening people. Stop challenging people's freedoms to say what they want when they want. And if there's somebody who's truly racist, if there's somebody who's truly bad, they will be taken care of by society because there's plenty of good and there's a very small amount of bad. We need to stop worrying about the microcosm. We need to stop worrying about the microaggressions. We need to go after people who are truly working to destroy civility and kindness and equality. And I'm not your enemy. In fact, I'm the person who's on your side. But I'm not going to sit here and agree that we have to cancel people. And there's some examples that I have tonight. And one of them really ticks me off. And I will be honest, love my wife with no equivocation. She's the most amazing woman on the planet. She is my freaking queen and I love her. And we've had our problems. We've had our ups and downs. We both have done things in our marriage that we're not proud of. And that's marriage. Welcome to it. When you've been in one longer than a couple of days, you'll understand that people make mistakes in a marriage, but it's how you get through them. But what you got to understand is that when I look at a person, I don't just look at, are they pretty? Or do they have a nice body? Okay? Like I think Ryan Reynolds is the most beautiful man who walks the earth. And trust me, with a little bit of Barry Manilow, some baby oil, and some, you know, good lighting, Ryan Reynolds and I might hook up. I have a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. I think he's amazing. Does that make me gay? And if it does, I'm gay. 
I think Will's pretty good looking. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. But understand is that I see the beauty of people based upon who they are. And the one thing I love about Ryan Reynolds is the guy doesn't lose his cool. He's quick. He's sharp. He's incredibly funny. And he's foul-mouthed and vulgar. And he's never gotten canceled. Why? Because he doesn't do it to piss people off. He does it to make people laugh. Love that about him. There's a lady that we're going to talk about who's on Mandalorian who just came on. She's not the greatest actor. She was an MMA fighter. There's a lot of things about her. She's a little thicker. She's not a small-boned woman. She's a big, full-figured woman. And I happen to think she's a solid 10. I love her. I think she's not a good actress, but I think she's brave. And I think what she does is incredible. We're going to talk about her tonight. She's getting canceled. Ryan Reynolds, please don't get a restraining order out on me. And I certainly am not talking about Deadpool Ryan Reynolds, okay? Waiting, maybe the proposal, not too bad. Here's the thing that really just ticked me off is I was looking through the webs, the webs, the, the interwebs, Al Gore's inter, interwebs, and I looked up cancel culture. And every article that I saw was why cancel culture shouldn't be canceled. Why cancel culture is effective. How to avoid being canceled. How about how do we stop canceling? How do we find a way to stop it? But this is acceptance. It's almost like what you would see in Nazi Germany. Deal with your re-education. Embrace the functionality of German brainwashing and and mind-altering situations of re-education camps. Think of it like a spa. Are you kidding me? They murdered people. But there was this complete undertone where kids were involved and parents were involved and neighbors were involved and they hated the Jews. I have a couple episodes on it and I'll link one up here for you. So this thing you hear, this propaganda of accept cancel culture and embrace its effectiveness. No, I will never listen to this. Number one. Be careful weighing in on social or political issues. The reality of the internet in 2020 is that pushy marketing is out and authenticity is in. Taking a public stance on certain issues of the day can build trust between a brand and its audience. But when weighing in on an issue that doesn't come from a genuine or personal place, the narrative can come across as pandering. For example, remember Starbucks, hashtag race together campaign. If not, a recap of what happened. Starbucks decided to start a conversation on America's race relations by having baristas write race together on customers. Not race together, but like race together. Okay, good. Just making sure you understand. I got to make you and me, which sounds great in theory until you realize that there's uptight assholes. Okay, here I go. Until you realize that only 15% of Starbucks upper management at the time were people of color. You mean color? which concerningly was still more than percentage of POC models used in the promo images. Can't do anything right. People felt that Starbucks was suddenly concerned about racism for its own economic gain. Okay, listen to me. I have friends who work in Starbucks. The godparents of my children worked at Starbucks. We no longer talk because we voted for Trump. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, But here's the thing. Three times I interviewed with Starbucks. I was turned down for a woman. 
I was turned down for somebody else and somebody else, and both were not white males. Starbucks is diverse, but to say not in their upper management, here's the thing. I hired for Apple, and I had to hire hundreds of employees. And I will be honest with you. I hired Hispanics, Native Americans, Black, Korean, Japanese. Doesn't matter. Indian. Everybody got hired. A couple Muslim people. If you applied and you were qualified and you could take care of the customer, I hired you. But here's the thing. Those numbers weren't that large. In fact, we wanted to hire African-American workers more than anything because I realized that we had you know maybe three or four. My buddy Chris Harrison from Apple could tell you this. We only had three or four working at our store at the time. And I was like, this doesn't represent our demographic at Bakersfield. And I don't want equality based upon hiring the person because of the color of their skin, but we don't have any black applicants. We don't have any. They're not applying at Apple. Why? And that's Apple's fault. Because during the time, Apple made it seem that we're the most educated top 2% elite. That wasn't it. Apple was expensive. And they were alienating people. So Apple changed and started doing entry-level products and bought Beats and tried to become more open. And now it's not a problem. But when I was there, we had to do hiring clinics. And I, I wanted more diversity in our store to represent the demographic. But based upon merit and the quality of person, not because of their color. And I have worked with tens of thousands of people. You will hear that I am arrogant. I'm a jerk. I'm demanding. I'm an a-hole. Maybe I didn't show up enough. Maybe I wasn't in their stores enough. But they will not tell you that I did not hire the best candidate, no matter what race, color, creed, whether they peed sitting down or standing up. So don't tell me that these companies aren't trying. They are. It's really hard to get people to apply, let alone get African-American or inner city people to come into the areas that are predominantly white. And that has everything to do with the way that we balance our cities and we create suburbs versus inner city and we're racially divided and that needs to stop there should not be a poor community in our freaking country the cities should spend time uplifting that 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 city injecting money into it and small businesses and taking risks and changing five points in denver colorado was one of the biggest holes in the world it was a hole It's now one of the most prolific areas of Denver because they simply said no more. So don't give me this crap that Starbucks is racist. That is the one thing they're not. They're so woke, they're almost all the way asleep. The company received a ton of social media backlash. Fortunately, Starbucks took this mistake to heart and its more recent efforts at social change have been better received oh man we really learned let's go out and just basically hire one type of person so we can appease the masses until you hire one demographic and completely ignore the others it's a never-ending cycle stop hiring people based upon color or sex the most qualified person gets the job period and if you can't do that and you can't put your freaking prejudices and your racial bias and your white privilege aside you shouldn't be in the job Because you're not a leader. You're an a-hole. 
When it can, comes down to it, yes, Starbucks had a good message, but it didn't line up with anything else they were doing at the time. So the campaign quickly shifted from an authentic effort to an opportunistic cash grab. These are the articles that people write this crap. And I don't defend Starbucks that much, please. If your brand is thinking about tackling an important issue, make sure it fits with everything else you're doing to make sure you're sending the message you want to send. Police. Watch how you use humor. Number two. As someone who communicates almost exclusively in sarcasm and detached irony, I'm well aware of how easily humor, humor, can misfire, especially without nonverbal cues. Things like parody, sarcasm, and satire become especially difficult to convey when it's through text. Tone and body language, which would normally tell us how to interpret a statement, are completely absent. The subject matter of humor can also raise ire in some instances. DiGiorno's Pizza Twitter account caught flack when they appeared to make light of domestic abuse by seizing on a trending hashtag, Why I Stayed. Amid disturbing accounts of domestic violence from Twitter users, DiGiorno implied intentionally or not that someone would stay in an abusive relationship for the promise of a pizza, a cheeky tweet that rubbed a lot of users the wrong way. Sure, you can argue that dark humor has its place in the world, but as a brand joking about sensitive topics, even with the best intentions, is likely to backfire. Who cares? It's it's a joke. It's a joke. I am responsible for trying to tell the truth and being factual. How you interpret that is your fault, not mine. I can't make you think anything. But if you don't give me the positive intent to assume positive intent, then that's on you. It's not me. And if you are offended, what happens now? I'm sorry. 1-800. Yes, is this the offended police? Yes, it's Matt Spear again. He keeps touching my head. He won't stop. Maybe you need to stop listening. That is the one thing you can do to get the demons from coming is just turn it off. Don't listen to it. There are plenty of things out there that I don't want to listen to. My wife loves to watch different movies. She likes to watch movies about kids that are are taken and investigations into abductions. I don't want to watch that. I don't, want to wa- I don't want to watch kids getting hurt. I have some stuff in my past that I just don't want to see it. I don't want to live it. I don't want to be near it. And I can't enjoy anything about it. I just don't watch. I don't go cancel it and say you're insensitive to people who've had bad experiences in their life. No, I just choose not to watch it. It's so simple. Make the choice. And what you're going to find is most people are going to be like you and just not watch the crap. Number three, don't rely on influences to save you. Traditional marketing is changing and audience are putting more trust in influencers with similar values than brands themselves. If people have to be advertised to, they appreciate a sales pitch that feels more personally catered to them. Nobody likes sales pitches. Nobody. This person hasn't sold a thing in their life. People don't buy product. They buy people. Okay, that sounded bad. Hold on. Back that up. Back. (laughs) Been a few centuries. Sorry. You sell yourself. You don't sell a product. Because the product is nothing without trust. You build rapport. You have a conversation. You show the benefit versus the feature. And you don't overpromise and underdeliver. 
you underset the expectation for the customer. So that way, when they turn it on and get home, they don't bring it back the next day because of buyer's remorse, because you've told them everything they can expect and you prepare them for that. Nobody likes a sales pitch. This whole article's a sales pitch and it's full of fecal matter. Censored myself. I have too many edits. I only got to have like five because it's too much work. But even the most carefully curated influencer strategy can't protect you if you're not honest about the product. You just, okay. The iconic fire festival disaster is the perfect example with a brilliant influencer strategy, the world's top influencers and a trip of a lifetime offer. It should have been pretty hard to mess up, but they did big time. Like two competing documentaries about the event. Fire Festival left people questioning the role Instagram's influencers played in the failed music festival and what responsibility they had to their audience. The controversy even led to the Advertising Standards Authority to tighten their rules and regulations on influencers. There are plenty of examples of influencers who failed to uphold their end of the bargain with their audiences by promoting inferior, shoddy, or unethical products or experiences. Careless promotions can erode trust between an audience and their brand. No matter how careful you are in social media, at the end of the day, marketing still comes down to what it always has been, your product. If it's not something worth selling, all the Instagram models in the world can't make people buy it, or at least not without demanding a refund after they do. That person just segued into a complete product situation versus an overall marketing campaign and brand standard. I don't know who the marketing director is, but I'm confused, and I've been doing that for 25 years. At its core, conclusion, canceling probably has some good intentions. It's awfully assumptive. Probably has some good intentions. People don't get canceled for having bad hair or preferring pineapple on their pizza, but because they're doing or said something problematic. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, because nothing gets personal when someone gets canceled. Donald Trump canceled the hell out of Rosie and so did all of her followers. They said fat pig and called, and I don't like Rosie O'Donnell at all. But there are some things. Look what I did to Rashid Tlaib. I made fun of her name and called her radish Taliban. That's pretty not cool. Personal attacks are absolutely assigned with cancel culture. It's one of the first things. Just like the guy that said dead, 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 yep to me. He wants to kill me because I have a different opinion. How quaint. If you use common sense and keep it friendly, your brand should be able to navigate social media unscathed. And if you ever do make a mistake, use it as an opportunity to learn about your audience and better your brand for the future. I don't have a barf sound. So stupid. And this is the problem. Here's the thing, folks. There's one thing you hear in sales that I have followed my entire life. And I followed because I hear it, but I don't do it. The customer is always right. Wrong. No, not a chance. The customer is very seldom right. From an education standpoint, from a presentation standpoint, from an inquisitive standpoint, and as a educated buyer standpoint, they're usually wrong. But every customer deserves the right experience and the right experience is helping them with all of those categories so they can make an educated, intelligent and informed decision. That's your job. So, no, I have fired customers. I'm sorry you're unhappy with Jose and you feel that a Mexican shouldn't work here. I'll be happy to take back every Apple product that you've purchased in the last five years and I will refund all of your money for it. You can keep the product yourself and then you never have to shop with Apple again. When would you like to set this up? I've said it to customers. We were empowered to say it to customers in certain situations. 
because that crap's not tolerated. The customer does not run your company. It does not run your brand and marketing. And if you want to close on Sundays for God, that more power to you. And if you want to go ahead and make comments about the LBGTQ community, LGBTQ community, I get them mixed up. I have dyslexia. I'm sorry. Then that is your choice and reap the whirlwind when 50% of the population doesn't shop at your store. But that didn't hurt Chick-fil-A. It actually helped them because there's idiots out there. And they're going to spend their money with whoever they align their beliefs on. And a lot of people think it's wrong. I don't agree. I don't agree with a lot of things. But for them to change their policy based upon their demographic and consumer, I don't think that's necessarily healthy because it never ends and you're always going to offend somebody. Prime example, Dick's Sporting Goods sold guns for years. Republicans never went there. They went to Walmart. Dick's Sporting Goods goes ahead and says, we're going to stop selling guns because it's not as profitable and we don't believe in all these school shootings. Republicans say, screw you. We're not going to go where we never went in the first place. It never ends. And then the Democrats say, oh, it's too late. You sold guns to baby killers. It's your fault. And then Dick Sporting Goods basically is trying to find a way to shovel out of the potential crap that just keep going over their heads and burying their company. And I don't like Dick Sporting Goods. They're overpriced, and I believe they're horrible. But still, there's nothing they could do, and there's nothing they will ever be able to do to get away from the stigma that they've given in to the mob. Don't do it. This one's going to go long, and I apologize, but I think it's important. There is a beautiful lady that I mentioned earlier. Her name's Gina Carano. She's an MMA fighter. She was in Deadpool 2. Hey, Ryan Reynolds. And Gina Carano. Hey. (laughs) Greatest movie on the planet. Folks, I'm completely straight. And not that it's really important, but I don't want anyone thinking that I'm available. But if Gina Carano wants to come and say hi and like just stay the night and we can all watch movies together until the wee hours of the morning, I'm your guy. She plays in The Mandalorian. She is a very athletic woman. She was an MMA fighter. She did Muay Thai. She was incredible. And in 2008, 2009, she was labeled as eight out of 10 of the sports, female sports people of the year and most influential women of the year. She was toted by the left as breaking barriers into men's sports. And, I, and, and she was just considered to be the greatest ever. But the problem is, is that she garnished backlash because she said something on social media. Now, people loved her in The Mandalorian. They were going to give her her own show. I don't know if she can hold her own show. I don't think she's that good of an actress at times. But ultimately, I will watch it because I get a kick out of her character. And plus, she's smoking. That's sexist? Cancel me. Don't care. Here's the thing is that she shared her opinion on an open, open social media. She shared her opinion on everything and nobody had a problem with it. In fact, they loved her and shared her and said how great she was. But what she did is she made a post and she compared today's divided political climate to Nazi Germany, which I've done. So you better cancel me too. hashtag cancel. Don't unfriend me. How ironic. That will never go viral because it's just actually making fun of them for doing what they're about to do. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors. True. Even by children. True. Because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jewish. True. True. 
How is that any different from hating someone for their political views today? True. The post, which has originally made on a different Insta account, an Instagram account, read what I just stated. Another photo on Carano's story featured a person with several cloth masks covering their entire face and head. The caption said, meanwhile, in California, and everyone tied it together that she was Islamophobic. She's making fun of the masks. And after Fauci just said, you should wear two. It's better than one. That's exactly what she's talking about. People were wearing face shields. I had a picture of my daughter with a plastic uh, cone over her head that we got from a, a pillowcase. It's a plastic bag. And, and I was making fun of that. Does that mean I'm Islamophobic because her entire head was in a shroud? No, it's funny. One of the quotes said, expecting everyone you encounter to agree with every belief of your view, you every view you hold is effing wild, she said. She also made another post that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That's also true. He didn't. Many people on Twitter began using the hashtag fire Gina Carano, tagging account for Disney, Disney Plus, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and requesting that Carano be filed, fired and dropped from The Mandalorian. Carano has co- courted social media controversy before, previously sharing misinformation about mask wearing and voter fraud. In November 2020, she made light of people including their preferred pronouns on social media by adding beep, beep, bop, boop to her Twitter bio. <laughs> Love this girl, Olivia. I swear, if you ever leave me, Gina Carano and I, she's fantastic. I love her. Leave the girl alone for God's sake. She hasn't done anything to you. It's funny. Carano later removed the words after she said she spoke to her Mandalorian co-star, Pedro Pascal. He helped me understand why people were putting them in their bios. I didn't know before, but I do now. I won't be putting them in my bio, but good for all who choose to, I stand against bullying, especially the most vulnerable, and support freedom to choose, she wrote at the time. Listen, if this is the biggest travesty of our generation, is that people offend you, go watch Eddie Murphy Raw. Go watch Bill Cosby himself. Go watch Blazing Saddles. Go listen to Sam Kinison Live and Andrew Dice Clay on an old wax record. We've got to get back to some semblance of humor and being able to laugh and enjoy. Those are my call signs, by the way. There you go. I forgot to put on the whole show. We've got to get back to a place where we can offend each other and it doesn't hurt us. Folks, we have become extremely weak. Being woke doesn't mean you're offended by everything. Being woke just means you have your eyes open. And if you had your eyes open, you would see something about this that makes it horribly wrong. That when we live in a vacuum and we surround ourselves only by the same opinions, that's how things like the Holocaust happens. When everybody is jumbled up into one group and you blame them for your problems, that is how things like the Holocaust happen. That's how apartheid happened. That's how we rounded up the Japanese and put them in internment camps. This isn't anything new. It happened to the Christians as we threw them in lions and the Romans did as play for their Christian beliefs. If we don't learn to be offended, we are going to become so sensitive that we won't know what's important enough to be offended about and people will no longer take it seriously. And that is why people can have Chinese spies be their chauffeur or sleep with a Chinese national or steal secrets from our government and put it in their basement, not be held accountable, or run false impeachment hearings, 
or neglect that somebody who's running for office has ties to China and bribery with China, that senators have millions of dollars lining their pockets. These are the things that we truly should be appalled about or the fact that taxes will go up yet again and we will be $31 trillion in debt by the next this tax push gets given back to Americans, but then stolen again through income tax, death tax, residential, state, school, and anything else that you do. Over 76 different things are taxed by our U.S. government and climbing. If we aren't offended by the things that truly matter, then in the end, we will continue to follow along like sheep and the wool will be so ever-present and constantly growing without a shear that we will be unable to see the wolves on the horizon. And folks, that's where we're at. We have wolves amongst us, and it is a very small part of the population who wants to see society fail. And it's about 2%. And if we're not careful, they are going to dictate and continue to write policy for our amazing country, the United States of America. And it's going to be our fault if we allow them to continue to do it. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. I appreciate it. I think I'm at 40. Oh, yeah, 45. It's a long show tonight. I missed last night. I had to make up for it. Consider this to be a two-parter. Once again, thank you for stopping by. Hopefully, you can feel the humor. Ryan Reynolds, brother, I was totally kidding. Gina Carano, more power to you. Stand up. Don't give in to these people. You're going to get your show. You're going to be fine. You apologize like you should. But honestly, it doesn't matter. Because you have a voice, and if you use it, people will take care of you. That's the one thing I've learned, is I may only have 6,000 listeners, but I know they got my back, and I got theirs. And I'm not going to cowtail to the mob. I'm not going to bow down to the mob. The only time I'm going to bow down is when I do, and I put my hands on my ankles, and they can kiss my pucker. Folks, have a wonderful night. Don't forget, Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1-800-273-8255. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It's way too many. If you know a veteran who needs help, please reach out. If you can't make that call, reach out to me. I'll help you make that call. And in the end, you can give them the phone number, www.donunfriendme, not the phone number, the URL, www.donunfriendme.com, where they can click the VCL phone number and be immediately connected via Skype with a counselor. And this isn't just for veterans. It is for everyday private citizens. If I offended you today and I put you in a bad place, Maybe you should call the Veteran Crisis Hotline or the A-Team or the W-Woke Team or the I'm Sensitive Team or the Stop Being a Karen Team. Folks, I'll see you tomorrow for episode 100. Thanks for being a part of my show. It's just my opinion. Don't unfriend me. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point